The Gospel reading is from Luke, the first chapter, verses 39 through 55. In those days Mary sat out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Here ends the Gospel reading. On the 22nd, the newest installment of the Matrix series of movies will be released. Hearing about this, I decided to go back and watch the earlier movies. After watching the first one, which came out in 1999, I remembered that it has some Christian symbolism. Before I get to that, let's take a look at the basic plot in case you don't know it. In the early 21st century, a war broke out between humans and intelligent machines. After human beings prevented the machines from getting access to solar energy by blackening the sky, the machines responded by capturing humans instead of killing them and used their bodies to provide bioelectric power. They then turned to farming humans to keep the energy flowing. To keep humans pacified, they created a simulated reality called the Matrix. The brains of the humans were connected to the matrix. The matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes, says a character named Morpheus, to blind you from the truth. The matrix is a land of illusion as well as a place of really cool slow motion science fiction effects. Now the main character of the movie, Neo, is a computer hacker whose name in the matrix is Thomas Anderson. He senses that something is wrong with the world he lives in. So he goes on a search for the truth. He finds Trinity, the third main character of the film, who takes him to see Morpheus. Wake up, Neo, says Morpheus at one point. As long as the Matrix exists, the human race will never be free. After Neo is freed from the Matrix, he finds himself on a hovercraft in the real world. From this craft, crew members connect to the Matrix, but they are free from its control, and they work to take it down to free all humans. Neo, Thomas Anderson, Trinity.
All three names have clear connections to the Christian faith. Throughout the Matrix movies, Neo is referred to as the One. He is the Chosen One, the Messiah, the One who is sent to save his people and set them free. Move the O to the front of his name and you get One. The name Neo means new, a name that also connects to Jesus, the new man who leads us to new life. But there's more. Neo's matrix name, Thomas Anderson, contains additional Christian meanings. Anderson is derived from words that mean son of man, a phrase often used in the Bible to describe Jesus. The first name, Thomas, reminds us of the disciple Thomas, who wouldn't believe in the resurrection until he saw the truth with his own eyes. Wake up, Neo, says Morpheus. Wake up, Thomas Anderson. See the truth with your own eyes. The character Trinity makes us think of God, of course. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Near the end of the film, while plugged into the Matrix, Neo is shot and killed by agents sent to stop the effort to free humans. As Neo lays there, Trinity on the ship in the real world tells the Neo there to get up, that she knows he is the one because she loves him. Neo comes back to life and sees the Matrix for what it really is, and that instead of it controlling him, he can control it. God, Trinity, through love, resurrects the one who now will free humans from the Matrix. Mary's adventure began when she left Nazareth in Galilee and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country. She just received a message from a mysterious visitor, not Morpheus, but the angel Gabriel. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, said Gabriel, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called Son of God. Mary will be the mother of the One, Son of Man and Son of God. Gabriel knows that his message is hard to accept. He tells Mary that her relative Elizabeth has conceived a son, even though she was thought to be too old to have children. So Mary travels from Galilee to Judea and enters the house of Zechariah and Elizabeth. When Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting, her child leaps in her womb, and Elizabeth cries out, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Clearly, God is working in some surprising and powerful ways. Elizabeth's baby senses the presence of Mary's baby, and he shows his happiness by leaping for joy. Both women discover the truth of what God is doing in their lives. In the Matrix, Morpheus says to Neo, free your mind. God was saying the same to Elizabeth and Mary. Free your mind and believe that I am doing amazing things through you. Then Mary offers a song of praise. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. 
Mary knows that the matrix of our world is the one that has been pulled over our eyes to blind us from the truth. Now, I'm not talking about a world controlled by machines in a science fiction movie. I'm talking about one that has been controlled by many of the political and economic powers in the past and also today. This matrix says that a teenage girl is in a low position, a bottom rank, an unimpressive place. It says that Mary is not worthy to give birth to a king. But Mary discovers the truth of the matter. God has looked on her with favor, choosing her to be the mother of God's son. God looked with favor on Mary, and God looks with favor on us. The surprising truth of our faith is that God favors us even though we have done nothing to deserve it. When God favors us, God is giving us the gift of grace. Episcopal priest Justin Holcomb says that grace is the love of God shown to the unlovely, the peace of God given to the restless, the unmerited favor of God. Unmerited favor. That's what God gives us. We don't earn it or deserve it, even though we are told constantly that we need to and should be able to earn a place of favor in this world. We see a different world when we discover the amazing truth that God looks with a favor on us and freely forgives us and gives us love and peace. We live in a world of earning, deserving, and merit and these result in judgment, says Holcomb. But this world is really an illusion. The truth is that God is acting to replace judgment with grace, and the result is a new life. As long as the matrix exists, the human race will never be free. But when we see the truth about this illusion, we see that we are all forgiven and freed. God has looked with favor on us, that's the truth of our faith beyond a world of illusion. In the world around us, the world of illusion, the powerful stay on their thrones and keep the lowly in their place. The hungry scrounge for food and the rich have leftovers that go bad in their refrigerators. But Mary shatters this matrix and praises God for turning the world upside down, with God bringing down the powerful, lifting up those in need, feeding the hungry and sending the rich away with nothing. That's the real world, beyond the illusions that we see all around us. And we know it is real because God has come to us in a baby named Jesus, full of grace and truth, the one who sets us free to be who we really are, the precious children of God. Amen.